And well, we're going to test the uh, coach of uh, Yeshiva University's Maccabees, who play the uh, Farmingdale team tonight uh, in the Skyline Conference semifinals uh, after their amazing victory on uh, Tuesday evening at the Max Stern Athletic Center in front of thousands. It was just amazing. Uh, and when I mean we're going to quiz the uh, or test the coach, we're going to see if he was paying attention to anything other than the actual play on the court on Tuesday night. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. You ready for this? Here we go. Let me yeah. know. Let me know if you can identify what this is. Does any of that sound familiar to you? Not really. Is that the base medrash at YU? <laughs> that, was, that was the Max Stern Athletic Center that turned into a massive Purim Chagiga, or Adar Chagiga, with the words Mishanichnas Adar smack in the middle of your big game on Tuesday night. What was that like? Yeah, that, that, that had to be one of the coolest experiences uh, <laughs> I've, I've ever had, certainly, certainly in a basketball game. It was... Uh, it was awesome, and you know, it's uh, actually um, they mic'd me up for the game, which was an interesting experience. Wow! Uh, I had a mic on me the entire time, and I was listening back to a little bit of it last night, uh, specifically during that part. And it was just cool to hear kind of the reactions from you know myself, and then the, you know, the assistant coaches and some of the guys on the bench to, to what was going on. It was just just really awesome. Wow! When do we get to hear some of that, or are they are they not going to let the public hear any of that? Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know that we're going to put that out. None of, <laughs> none of it. And I, I could probably send you a couple of clips. And I'll tell you why I'm asking this selfishly. You've noticed, I'm sure, during this season that my son and I tend to sit behind the Yeshiva University bench for one reason, because we are fascinated by your uh, huddles with the team. And and what's on, and what's always frustrating is that the music is so loud in the gym that it's impossible to hear what you're saying to the players. You may prefer that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Probably do, but uh, I, I'll certainly I could certainly ask if they're willing to release any of it to you. All right, I appreciate that. Always interesting. I mean, it's all about adjustments. We got to talk about Tuesday night for a moment. The whole Jewish world knows that you guys were down by 17 points, and in relatively quick uh, fashion. Uh, you got right back into the game. What was the adjustment? Was there anything major that you inspired the team with during that stretch? You know, it's, it's funny. I got a lot of text messages and a lot of emails after the game and a lot of people, you know, telling me what great adjustments we made in the second half. We didn't really make that many adjustments. I think it was kind of just, uh, you know, a situation where we, we're, we're basically starting five sophomores. We're playing against most teams that have, uh, you know, a significant amount of seniors. We came out and, you know, there's 2,000 people screaming and yelling. And I think our guys were just a little bit nervous to start out. Uh, and they just kind of needed to calm down and, and, you know, get through that first half and, and kind of be in it. Uh, and it was really just a, a situation where we wanted to calm them down at halftime and just give them one or two things to focus on on the defensive side and one or two things to focus on on the offensive side. Well, the big transition, though, happened, you know, way before halftime. Well, and you don't have to name any names, but was there a specific player or two that, that sort of stopped the team in addition to the coaching staff and said, guys, you know, we got we to start really focusing on what we've been doing for the last few months? 
There really isn't. I think we kind of stayed the course, and we had a couple of guys who just kind of, you know, got going a little earlier. I think one of the big things that happened, obviously, was, you know, we, 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 we you know, Justin Hood, who, who has not played a ton right. over the last few weeks, kind of came in, and, you know, that's a kid who, I, you know, I always think has guts and, and just, you know, went in and, and didn't care what was going on around him and just was ready for the moment and really, you know, turned the game around. I mean, that, that, that is, if, 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 if Gavriel Siegel and I, who've been to a few games this year, would analyze your success for some reason when 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 no one expects it you choose a guy off the bench who comes in and not just Tuesday night but other games as well who comes in and starts lighting the place on fire and and for and frankly nothing against Justin but as you said he hasn't played much so to us it was such a shock that he's being turned to to turn everybody on, and look what happened—he hit four three-pointers. Right. So we, I mean, we had it earlier in the season. I think it was with Joachim Deutsch. We've had it a couple right. of times with different guys over the right. course of the years. You know, to me, I tell the guys before every season, I, I have 15 college basketball players. You know, the fact that that eight or nine of them are going to play regularly and a couple of them aren't doesn't necessarily mean anybody's you know not ready or anybody's not you know deserving of being on the court. There's always a moment that's going to come for each guy, and as long as they're ready, you know, it's. Uh, they're going to be able to produce on the court, and, and I'm lucky. I coach the greatest kids in the world. These kids are smart, they're committed, they're you know they're in, they're into it, and they're all ready. They're they're all prepared. There's no complaining. It's just it's just an awesome, awesome feeling to be around them. Unbelievable. Uh, Elliot Steinmetz is with us, coach of the YU Max tonight, 7 p.m. I know a lot of people are frustrated with the starting time, but seven o'clock, everybody, do your best to be in Farmingdale. Seven o'clock tonight, Skyline Conference semifinals. We will not discuss. What could happen if they win tonight? Because we're taking this one game at a time, as I'm sure is the preference of Coach Steinmetz. We are not going to look down the road, but we can say one thing. With a victory tonight, you will have done something that Yeshiva University has never done before, correct? I believe that's the case. Yeah, okay. I don't think they've ever been in the championship game. So there we go. So uh, everybody who could be there tonight. Now, I, I, I really shouldn't focus on individual names, but you, we've already brought up Justin. Give me a second on this. You, you, I mean, there's certain things I've discussed with you over the years that, that fascinate me. And one of the things that we have seen is, again, to the, to the layman, you, know, you may say to me that this was not the case last year. You take a kid like Tyler Hode, who last year – you know, did not spend a lot of time on the court, and did, and frankly, you know, was not that impressive a player, certainly compared to what he is now. And now, not only is he an impressive player, he's a starter who's who, who's an obvious leader on the court that his teammates are always turning to. How does someone develop in those few months from one to the other? That one, I will tell you, you're going to have to ask their parents because <laughs> I've had three of them now, the Hoods, and I will tell you, every single one of those kids is going to be successful at whatever they do in life. Wow. They're all winners, and they clearly get it from how they've been brought up. It's just I've always, they've always come in, and I've always kind of like, to my to my fault, you know, a little bit doubted their their ability on the court, and every single one of them proves me wrong every single year. Those kids work hard. They have great attitudes, and they are absolute winners. So Tyler's no different. He, you know, was buried on the bench last year, even beginning of this year a little bit, and kind of right. got an opportunity earlier in the year with some injuries, and he made the most of it. Exactly, made the most of it. That that really it tells the whole story. Um, everyone's curious. Uh, what you have to say about Gabe Leifer. You guys, I believe, are 9-2, and two, if that's accurate, since he started with you guys at the end of January. Uh, we are all extremely impressed by his abilities. I think we could say that the reputation preceded him and he's lived up to it. What could you tell us from your vantage point about the way he's playing? 
I think it's ten and two. Just to be, you know. sorry about that, ten That's and okay. two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he's great, and he and and more more than more than being a good ball player, and he and he's got a long way to go. He's he's going to continue to get better, which is great. He's a great kid, and he and he kind of you know came into a situation where you know people seem to not always realize we, we have the two leading scorers in the conference in Simcha Halpert and Baraluf. So he came into a situation where he was really able to kind of like find his way early without without a ton of pressure, and and he's made the most of it for sure. And and the ability and the talent is is off the charts. So what, what, it, what it turns into is it, it ends up turning us into a kind of a three-headed monster because he kind of developed very, very quickly into, you know, a scoring and then rebounding and defensive threat for us. And now teams have no longer just two players to worry about. They got three. Uh, anybody who follows basketball knows the expression big three and how important it is. And sure enough, that's, that's what you're enjoying now, and it's pretty uh, remarkable and amazing. And, and I was concerned, and I said this to you off the air, I was concerned what it's going to be for you to incorporate someone who has not been there all season and is somehow just, you know, walking on. And of course you started him in the first game that he was available. Did it cause any problem with the other teammates? It didn't. Uh, and, and again, every, you know, I keep saying everybody kind of has their role. Donnie Katz. Great leader, great teammate, right. and that's a kid who kind of just gets everybody to you know follow whatever the best path is for winning, both on the court and off. And he recognized it quickly. He kind of really brought Gabe under you know under his arm a little bit, and uh, and really was never we really I don't even I don't even remember hearing one complaint or, or one whisper about it. Unbelievable. Uh, and now to the best part, frankly, and one of the reasons I enjoy going with my family. And I had four family members at the game Tuesday night uh, while I was landing from Los Angeles. And one of the reasons we love it is because whenever we approach the coaches and the players after a win or a loss, all they do is smile and thank us for being there. And it is such an amazing feeling that these guys realize how important these games are to us and how important and we realize how important our being there is to them. And it's just a wonderful feeling. On top of that, I'm going to repeat something I said last week, and that is that I believe, again, I believe, I hope I'm not naive, I believe that your guys get that they are not just representing Yeshiva University, they are representing the Jewish people on that court, and it seems from their behavior and the way they go about their business that this is one of the things that's on their mind each and every time. Yeah, they get it. There's no doubt they get it. They're, they're, they're a great bunch, and you know, they, they talk about it all the time. And you know, one of the things they talk about you know, in the locker room, even before games very often, is, is you know, representing Jews and Jewish basketball and, and, and that kind of pride they have in being a part of what Yeshiva, you know, what Yeshiva University is about and what it represents. Uh, and it's an important thing. And it's, you know, again, it's, it's, a, it's a testament and a credit to them and the way they've been brought up and, and, and the environment they're in at Yeshiva where they, you know, where they have that and they have that uh, understanding. It is amazing and gives us tremendous pride. Uh, you, you know how hard we are rooting for you guys for tonight. You know it. And, uh, and it just, uh, it's, it's just an unbelievable feeling to be here at this point. I can only imagine what it's like for you and the players. And we wish you the best of luck. And, uh, and I know one thing we do know about the, about the 2018 YU Max, they are going to leave it all on the court tonight. They are going to give it their all to bring home a victory. They will, and we're looking forward to seeing what happens. Farmingdale, tonight at 7 p.m., everybody. 7 o'clock tonight. Try your hardest to be there. The YU Max will be trying very hard to bring home a victory, one of which that we've never enjoyed before, a semifinal victory in the Skyline Conference. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, thank you. Good luck tonight. Thanks so much, Nachum. I appreciate it. There he is, Coach Elliot Steinmetz. He's got the unique situation of being the leader of a YU team, and they've had some great YU teams in the past. Those of you who are familiar know what I mean. They've been some great players. They've been some great teams.
Um, he has the uh, the honor of leading this team into Farmingdale tonight. We wish him the best of luck.